Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I don't know how my vocal performance will be today. No? Because I hurt myself in the lip. Been screaming a lot? What'd you do? I picked a piece of skin off of it. Oh. <laughs> Listen. Workplace injury. If I <laughs> can perform through a, a self-inflicted burnt tongue on my London fog. That's true. <laughs> wow, this was a self-inflicted. I was just driving and I was like, oh, a loose piece of skin. Yeah. And then it didn't stop bleeding for a while. Yeah, I do that all the time, but sometimes... They just, yeah, they never stop. It still hurts. I'm sorry. It's okay. But, you know, I just want everyone to know that I'm strong and brave. You are strong. Fighting through the pain. And brave. For the sake of this podcast. Yes. Well, I appreciate it. You're welcome. And I'm sure our listeners do too. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm talking with a limp, don't worry. (laughs) I'll be okay. What would that even sound like? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, well, what's up? It's new. Um, hmm, what is new? I don't know. It's nice outside. It's very nice. Which is good to talk about in an audio format. Yeah. But. Like a fixed time. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows when you're listening to this, but right now, where we are, it's, it's nice. It's nice out. I know. I was kind of on the way over here. I was like, oh, gotta go record. Oh. The heavy lifting of my life. (laughs) But then I remembered that it was nice out. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. There's like one month a year (laughs) where it isn't unbearable to be in here. No. And like we both agree. We're like, ah, so nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm wearing a t-shirt and pants and you're wearing a tank top and shorts. Yeah. Like a see-through one. Yeah. (laughs) Again, audio medium. barely wearing a shirt. But what? (laughs) Again, audio medium. Right. (laughs) But we're both comfortable right now. Which exactly, never happens. Yeah, I've been spending so much time, so much time outside, like with the kids. Yeah, whenever I can, sit on the back deck and eat. Or mm-hmm. my that some of so nice. My friends and I have decided to do like a friendship bracelet exchange. Aww. So I've just been sitting outside making friendship bracelets. Yeah, it's pretty great. I need to get back into that. That's what I was doing um, while editing. I would make oh, yeah. little friendship bracelets. It's so fun. I know. And since I was shown this website where you can, they got all kinds of patterns. I've been mm-hmm. really expanding my patterns. So, <laughs> honestly. My, my abilities. Patterns. <laughs> Your pattern catalog. Yeah. If anybody, yeah. if any of the listeners want a friendship bracelet, DM me. I'll make you one. Nice. Mail it to you. Oh, I found a video. I'll have to send it to you on how to do letters. Oh, Cool. So you can put words in there. That'd be fun. Yeah. I saved it because I was like, ooh, I want to do that. Yeah. Some of the patterns on that site have, in fact, I saw one today that said, is that a weed? And then it had a crayon in it. <laughs> like from that 
Vine. Do you know that one? I don't one? remember that oh. one. It's this dude, he's just holding a crayon. And his little sister is like, Chris, is that a weed? Oh. And he's like, no, it's a crayon. She's like, I'm calling the police. And then she goes over to the microphone and punch or the microwave and punches in 911. Oh and he's God. just like, that's not. And it's like, 911, what's your emergency? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss Vine. Yeah. Why was Vine the best? I don't know. Why did it have to die? Why? It was the best because you didn't have time to get stupid. You had six seconds. Make your joke and go. Yeah. That's why it was the best. Anyway. Yes. Fortunately, we have longer than six seconds because this is not a Vine. It's a podcast. Sure is. Has been the whole time. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) It's about movies. Um, And this month, the movie that we have picked is The Goonies. And so for our theme episode for The Goonies, we are talking about treasure hunting. Nice. Which I would do if I... If it was like guaranteed that there were treasure at the end. Yeah, for sure. I know I'm not going out there unless for sure there's something there. Oh, hey, speaking of treasure. Yeah. This podcast is a treasure. It is. It's called Replay Rewind. Yeah. And I'm a treasure. (gasps) I'm Bucket Sink. I'm Meat Wedge. Also a treasure. Thank you. (laughs) But yes, I don't think i could go just wandering around in hopes of finding something yeah i would need to know that i'd be compensated for my time and effort yeah but also could you imagine finding like an ancient treasure right and you're like wow it's probably worth so much money but then you have to put in all the legwork of like finding someone to buy it too yeah that's true and you can't I don't just know. put it in the bank i don't know what anything's worth right and yeah what if somebody lies to you about how much it's worth yeah i guess you ask a couple different people i guess because you know i wouldn't even know who to ask no (laughs) i don't have a fence i'm a nanny (laughs) yeah truly i'm just thinking about getting even with dad right now oh my god i know thinking about all those coins and how they decided to divvy them up Mm -hmm. in the stupidest way possible yep just thinking about that i got distracted but yeah some of the like one of the examples of like treasure hunts around the world that I found was um, like in Austria, there's this lake that people think that the Nazis dumped a bunch of gold into Oh, as they were kind of like, oh, fuck, you know, like yeah. losing the we're war and gonna lose and dumping everything. I was like, but why would you dump? You're not going to go back for it. Yeah. What? Not, yeah. <laughs> Just it's leave it like where it is. Shredding paper documents. Right. Like it's gold. <laughs> um but so it's this lake like in the austrian alps but a lot of people like it's probably not there because the lake's only 300 feet deep so like somebody would have found it by now Mm -hmm. but so that sort of thing you know she's like i'm not going scuba diving for gold that probably isn't there and then i got first off i don't want to go scuba diving ever for any reason absolutely not but then you get to haul up all this gold from the bottom of a lake oh that's heavy yeah and you probably gotta clean it too much it's probably cursed too much work cursed yeah yeah i'd rather just do a haircut yeah (laughs) have someone give me their electronic dollars right it's probably cold there too like i've never been to austria but i imagine that a lake in the alps is always cold yes so all of that sounds bad but then some of these other ones that we're gonna talk about today i might i might could do it okay well you're going by yourself (laughs) 
<laughs> Business Goose said he'd go with me. He was all for scuba diving in the Alps. And I was like, no, 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 no. Hang on. I got a better one. Uh-uh-uh. He better not. <laughs> Where's Business Goose gone? Ah, <laughs> uh, he's in the Alps again. He's in Austria looking for Nazi gold. I don't know. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> well, to get us started, let me let you know that Please. treasure hunting is the physical search for treasure. Yeah, that makes sense. For example, treasure hunters try to find sunken shipwrecks and retrieve artifacts with market value. This industry is generally fueled by the market for antiquities. So somebody has to want it to make yeah. it worth anything. Just because you found something old and hidden doesn't mean it's worth anything. But somebody, people always want diamonds. Well, that's true. Or gold. Yeah. Like, yeah, we decide the value, but we've decided it's valuable, so. That's true. Somebody always wants that. Did you know that the practice of treasure hunting can be controversial? I mean, yeah, I, I imagine. Yeah, that makes as sense. locations such as sunken wrecks or cultural sites may be protected by national or international law concerned with property ownership, marine salvage, sovereign or state vessels, commercial diving regulations, protection of cultural heritage, and trade controls. Yeah, see, that's that would be like the biggest bitch is like you find all this shit and people are like, well, it belongs to me. You it know, it's belongs my... in a museum. <laughs> it's on my property. Yeah. You know, it's just like, but I found it. Yeah, finders keepers. I, the oldest see? law in the book. Right. Which of man? us has the shuffle? This is me. It's me. I found it. Yeah. Finders keepers. It. Also, possession is nine tenths of the law. Also, I found it and it's in my hands. Losers, weepers. Oh, yeah. All of this. <laughs> ancient, the ancient texts. So well, it would have to be like a straight up like Goonies situation where mm -hmm. it's like the map for this treasure was in my house. <laughs> yes. And no one has seen it mm -hmm. for 200 years. And then I went and found the treasure. Go away. It's mine. What if your estranged son was mad at you for not spending enough time with him? And so he drew a map to where he hid <laughs> your stolen antique coins. I don't have time for this. I have cakes to make. <laughs> <laughs> I entirely forgot that he was a professional cake, a cake decorator. decorator. Eric's in a fucking bakery with no hairnet. Like a five-star bakery. <laughs> He's really good at it. And then he just has these two dudes living with him. I cannot get caught up in this. <laughs> I can't go back there. <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, um yeah, that would be bad. <sighs> well, tell me about some real treasures. Okay. Well, apparently I see your note here. Oh yeah, I have a note about my favorite rumored treasure. Yeah. So there's a local restaurant here, locally owned, and it is decorated on the inside. It's very cozy. It's like mm -hmm. couches everywhere, fireplace, there's a bar, the back patio is nice. But anyway, it's decorated kind of like a library. Like, the walls are lined with books. Yeah. Like, floor to ceiling, wall to wall. Yeah. There is a rumor that there is a $100 bill in one of those books. Really? Yeah. That's what they say. Huh. And if you find it, you can have it? Finders keepers. <laughs> <laughs> We've been over this. Yeah. What if it was, like, somebody found it, but you have to spend it there? <laughs> God. <laughs> $100 worth of fried cheese, please. Right, like, right now? Or can I just start a, like, a tab? Can I come back tomorrow? Because <laughs> yeah. like, eventually, yeah, I guess put $100 there. Yeah. Or be like, can I have 20 minutes to call some friends? <laughs> be like, hey, guys, come on. <laughs> Food's on me. 
No, this $100 bill will self-destruct <laughs> in 19 minutes. Oh, God. $100 worth of fried cheese, please. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. But I love, I like little uh, things like that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I heard that this. Hey, remember, I just thought of this. Remember when you and I were like, was it you and I? Probably. <laughs> like, odds are good, but maybe not. I don't know. Was it you and I that talked about graffitiing little things around town for mm-hmm. people to find? Okay, yeah. I mean, probably. Yeah, I had a, for a while, I had a little stencil of just Navi from. Yeah, okay, it was you and I. Yeah, from Zelda. Well, for a second, I was like, yeah, that was me and you. But then my old roommate before you mm. had a tattoo of Navi. Oh, okay. Behind his ear. So I was like, okay. Which of you was it? Yeah, no, I thought about doing that around town for a while and just writing like one of twelve to yeah, you know, so yeah. it's like go go find them all. Yeah, I love little things like that. It's cute. It'd be cute. Yeah, I still might. Let's do it. Okay, cops, if you're oh, listening, there's a bee. Why do they always come in here? I don't know. Are you a carpenter bee? You need some tools. <laughs> <laughs> They're so loud. Go away! Stop getting closer to me. <laughs> What does he think is in here? <laughs> treasure. <laughs> um, like, oh, you guys talking about treasure? Okay. I don't know where we... <laughs> I don't know where we left off, listener. So there's going to be... Oh, yeah. A, a slight weird. chunk. There was a bee in here. Like, a really big one. He was nice. He was nice. He just wouldn't leave. He was just loud. So, he's been ejected. We need a bouncer. <laughs> oh, a little bee bouncer. That would be cute. Anyway, um, where were we? Talking Who knows? about treasure. Oh yeah, we were talking about and graffiti. Yeah, a little graffiti and treasures, and little things. So maybe we will do that. But anyway, so I went and looked up some big treasure hunts that happened yeah. around the world, and one of them, <laughs> the bee is still right outside. And yeah, we can just hear him. Yep, trying to come in, just banging on the door. He's saying. <laughs> <laughs> let me in he has opinions about treasure <sighs> tell me your opinions about treasure love it oh okay <laughs> and here are some facts oh yeah so the first one was the treasure of forrest fenn mm-hmm. who was a retired air force pilot major born in 1930 and just to like super gloss over his life yeah, yeah, flew plane, whatever, the major, uh, yeah. rank, uh, moved with the ranks, then he retired. That's great. Cool. Who cares? Yeah. When he retired, he founded a gallery, like an art gallery with his friend Rex. And then later another one with his wife Peggy. Mm-hmm. And it reportedly like amassed a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. And then in 1988, when he was, what, 58 years old, he received a cancer diagnosis and was told it was likely terminal. So he decided to bury a chest of treasure somewhere. Oh, I have heard of this. Yeah. I like the phrasing, he received a cancer diagnosis. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Oh, I don't want this, actually. (laughs) Could you take this? Yeah. Is there a receipt? Could I just return it? I don't. No, thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so he decided to bury his treasure and then give people clues. He said it was buried somewhere in the mountains north of Santa Fe. Mm -hmm. So just like, good luck, because it's like the whole Rockies are up there. Yeah. And Santa Fe is pretty far south, so it's just like, it's just up. It's somewhere. 
start in Santa Fe and go upwards, I guess. But he also, he wrote a memoir called The Thrill of the Chase, and he put a bunch of clues in there. There were, like, poems in there that had a bunch of clues. Hmm. It was pretty cool. And he also self-published his memoir because he was like, I don't want anybody accusing me of making up this treasure hunt just to make money. So he was like, I'm not making any money off these books. Yeah. It's just... For fun? It's really just for fun. I have all this money. I'm about to die. So go look for it. I have received... I've received it. <laughs> I got the black spot from my doctor. <laughs> oh no. I know. Um the treasure that he put in there was estimated to be worth around two million dollars. Mm-hmm. It contained gold nuggets, rare coins, jewels, and gemstones. Nice. You know, like proper pirate treasure. Yeah, like a chest that you could open and be like, Yeah, it's all in there, come spilling out, you know. Yeah. You're like, Yeah. And a bunch of people went looking for it. In fact, five people died trying to find it. Oh, no. And people were asking Fern, Fen, people were asking Fen, you know, go just go get it. Tell us where it is. Call off this treasure hunt because people are dying. But he basically, you know, was like, I'm not telling anybody to go out there and look for it. I'm not telling you to go unprepared. Like, yeah, people die hiking all the time. Yeah. It's not on me. You know, all I said was it's out there somewhere. Like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Which I think, yeah, isn't have any obligation uh but he didn't yeah so it was eventually found in wyoming which is very far north of santa fe yeah it is in june of 2020 by an unnamed man he just had no name oh everybody's like that's our friend they're like what's his name he's like i don't have (laughs) he was a horse no jk and then fen died no name in september of that same year oh shit so i was glad that he found it before you know when you do something like Mm -hmm. that you want to see it it's also wild that he got this cancer diagnosis in 88 and then lived to 2020. Yeah. So it was like likely terminal. Don't. Did he find a way in? <laughs> anyway, fuck. <laughs> so he found the treasure. Yeah. Um, and he sold all the items in it at auction for a total of $1.3 million. Which, you know, is not $2 million, but it's also $1.3 million more than he had before, yeah, I guess. Sure. Yeah, you know. Hopefully he didn't lose any limbs in the search. Right. <laughs> you know, hopefully he's okay. Yeah. Um, Sinisterhood podcasted a whole episode about it. So if you want to hear more yeah. about it, I would go check out their episode. It's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. Then... <laughs> 
What's all the buzz about? Oh, my God. These are not in chronological order. These are just some things that I found interesting. Oh, okay. Next, we got the Beale ciphers. Right. B-A-L-E. In 1920. Nope. In 1820, mm-hmm. a man named Thomas Beale hid a sizable treasure of gold, silver, and jewels estimated to be worth around $43 million in 2018 money. Huh. Then he wrote three ciphers. Mm-hmm. The first one explained... Um, where it was. Mm-hmm. The second one explained what was in it. Mm-hmm. And the third one explained who it belonged to and their next of kin. So, like, him and everybody in his troop. And okay. Like all their families. Yeah. So, it'd be like, if you find it, you know, here's who it should go to. Uh-huh. Um, then he put the ciphers in a box and gave them to his friend, Robert Morris, and said, open these if I have not returned in 10 years. Oh. And then he left and no one ever saw him again. Where did he go? Nobody knows. <gasps> so, after 23 years... Robert was like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's something. Oh, yeah, the box. I was supposed to do. He opened the box and spent a couple decades trying to decipher them, but couldn't figure them out, and then passed them on to his friend, who managed to decode the second one, which detailed the contents of the treasure. Hmm. But he couldn't figure out the first one or the third one. And so he put, he compiled all three of them into a pamphlet, Mm -hmm. and a man named James B. Ward published it and Mm -hmm. said, hey. This pamphlet, you buy it for 50 cents. Yeah. Figure it out. If you can figure these out, you can go find the treasure. Like, we can't figure it out. You okay. do it. Yeah. So he that's just... cool. Yeah. And that that's where it ended. No one has ever found it. No one has oh. ever deciphered the first one or the third one. Huh. However, a lot of people will argue that it's all a hoax mm. and that Thomas Beale never existed. Robert Morris never existed. The oh. unnamed third friend never existed. And it was all just James B. Ward because he published a lot of pamphlets at the time. Yeah. And they did like an analysis of the way that he wrote. And they were like, he just wrote that <laughs> for yeah. fun. And I mean, to sell pamphlets. Probably to probably. sell pamphlets. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that that's fun. Yeah. That's true. I mean, I guess, you know, it's just like, hey, a little bit of money here, a little bit of money here. It ain't $43 million, but... <laughs> but 50 cents a pop? Yep. <laughs> I just thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I think it's fun. I kind of like this idea of people just making stuff up for fun, you know? Yeah. Just like, hey, go figure it out. Yeah. And that's that's actually what this next one is. It's called um, La Chouette d'Or, which is the gold owl, the golden owl. Okay. And there's this man named Regis Hauser who was like an author but he also just made puzzles all the time mm-hmm. and he did that too where he buried a bronze owl in 93 somewhere in the french countryside and then he wrote a book called on the hunt for the golden owl oh and he said there are clues in this book and if you find the owl that i buried i'll give you one that looks just like it but that's made out of gold and silver and rubies and diamonds oh that's worth about two thousand dollars okay and so it was just like a fun little like here good luck yeah and it was, hunt. yeah he, he had decided like in the 70s that he wanted to do this but he had he didn't put it into action until the 90s and then he made a bunch more like for public like publishing companies or just different companies would be like hey make us a treasure hunt you know oh. um like an icebreaker yeah basically <laughs> a team building exercise yeah or like a publicity stunt you know yeah. like hey this company is putting on this treasure hunt you know and you can yeah. go find whatever they've hidden out and here are the clues 
Um, and the golden owl is the only one that hasn't either been found or like shut down by the company that ordered it. It's yeah. still out there somewhere. Oh, no one's ever found it. Nope. And the guy oh. who wrote it died in 2009. So it's just like. The world may never know. Right. Which is crazy. But also like that kind of makes me sad that he didn't get to see anybody find, find it. Because yeah. I feel like that's. Because that one was just for fun and for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that's part of it. And I wonder too now what if you find it what happens i guess he's still you know he wrote the book so he still has a public a publishing company so true maybe it's still stored somewhere yeah maybe they have it in a bank vault funny that they don't have the the location yeah yeah we we don't know either yeah we'd like to find it or maybe he put it in his will that he wanted it to keep going or something yeah maybe so maybe the treasure was the friends we made along the way I guess. And just being in the French countryside. So that's what I'm talking about. Like some of these, I'm yeah. like, I would go to France and like look around. I got some clues. I'll hang out in France. Sure. Yeah. Know, like I'm not scuba diving in Austria. No, thank you. This last one, totally would go look for. Okay. It's Tell me. The Treasure of Lima. Okay. Which, so in the 1600s, Spain invaded modern day Peru. Uh-huh. Killed all the Inca people. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Super rough. Not fun. And then they spent a couple of centuries, uh, you know, taking their land, enslaving them, stealing all their shit. Great. Like you do. Yeah, of course. So in 1820, Spain is on the brink of a revolution. And they're worried about losing, you know, this last couple centuries worth of gold and jewels and other things that they've stolen from the Incas. <laughs> oh, no. What if somebody steals it from me? Right. <laughs> I've, I've had it for like a while. Yeah. So it's mine now. So what they did was they put it all on a boat uh-huh. and told this guy, William Thompson, just sail around until things in Spain settle down. Oh, my God. Just take a lap. Just take a lap. Seriously. They're <laughs> like, just, you know, go wherever you want. Maybe sail down to Mexico and come back. I don't know. Have fun with it. Oh, my God. And he said, sounds great. And then they took off. And then he and all his bros were like, wait a fucking minute. We have all this treasure. A ship full of gold. So they killed the guards that like the spanish government had put on board with them to keep this from happening yep yeah and they took it they made off for cocos island which is off the coast of costa rica and allegedly buried it all and then the spanish found them again like and killed them all except for thompson and his first mate because they were like okay okay we'll promise we'll tell you where the treasure is so they sailed over back to cocos island and then the two guys just escaped into the jungle and were never seen again oh my god so no one's ever found the treasure no one ever saw those two dudes again that's like a whole a country's entire treasure yeah damn like a lot of it yeah but it's on an island yep supposedly not a very big island I was going to say, islands are usually small unless it's like Australia. Fairly small. <laughs> yeah. It's about, it's it's like 4.7 miles mm-hmm. across at its yeah. Like biggest. Yeah. Little. It's little. Yeah. you Just could, a lot of jungle. Like metal detect the whole thing. That's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> like the treasure is estimated to be worth between 200 and 300 million dollars. Damn. And like s- several people have gone to look for it, including the likes of Franklin Roosevelt went and looked for it. Actor Errol Flynn went and looked for it. Huh. But I'm like, this was like, they didn't have metal detectors, okay? Yeah. I was, I was Again, I was selling business goose. I was like, this is the one we go for. It's yeah. in Costa Rica. It's yeah. not underwater. It's a lot more money. It mm-hmm. is more likely to exist. Yeah. 
And metal detectors. You yeah. Know, you just uh, hang out in the jungle for a little bit. Just get a drone. Right. Attach a metal detector to it and fly it around. Yeah. I was like, and here's what we do. Okay. $300 million. You just take it back to the Incan people. Yeah. And you're like, you can have. $299 million. Right. I'll take one. Give me 5%. <laughs> okay 15 million you'll never miss it you can have all this stuff it's just my finder's fee <laughs> my finder's keeper's fee <laughs> or i'll just keep all of it i'm saying i'm not trying to blackmail you here i'm just saying <laughs> those are your options yeah but i don't know i mean it sounds like fun being in the jungle looking for some treasure no but again it's like we just spent 20 minutes here trying to catch one bee yeah. I don't think <laughs> we would survive very long in the jungle. We did great. First off, you caught it twice. I did catch it twice. So I think we do great. <laughs> and the reward in that situation was just be no longer in Podcave. The reward in this situation is $300 million. That's fair. So, you know, I wonder if a little bit more motivation. I wonder if this bee's got any money. <laughs> Should we search his little pockets? Should we ransom him <laughs> from the rest of his little hive? You've got some paper in there. Write a note to your family. <laughs> if you ever want to see him again. Be yourself. <laughs> Picture of him holding up today's newspaper. <laughs> well, that's cool. I'm into treasure hunting now. Right. Let's I know. I kind of want to do it, but it just it costs so much money. I mean, there's geocaching. That's cute and That's fun. True. And, I know, do like to do that. Free. Yeah, it is free. I I enjoy that. We we've gotten into it in the past six months or so. Yeah, it's just fun. Just leave little notes. Just little treasures. There's a whole like world about it, though. Yeah, like it's not just like oh here you'll find some that are like oh this is in my. In the Nick of Time series, this is number five. And you're like, what does that mean? You know, so it's like people get really into it, which is cool. But I'm like, I mean, ultimately, you still just find it and then you put your initials in it and then you leave. (laughs) So I don't know. But we, for the bigger ones, we have like a bunch of things to leave in them, like little plastic dinosaurs and stuff. So cute. It's kind of fun just being like, I guess that is like on a very small scale the same feeling of like i don't know if anyone will ever find this but they might and i just have to live with knowing that they you know it's kind of yeah, fun knowing that they, they may won't. or may not yeah came here and made my mark and now i'm leaving yep so i peed in the spot and we'll see who tells it <laughs> i guess if i had an extra two million just lying around burning a hole in my pocket yeah i don't i don't think you could fit two million dollars in a pocket <laughs> if you put it on a check <laughs> write it make it out to yourself I don't know, man. It's wild. Well, now that we know everything about treasure hunting. Literally everything. I feel you know, more prepared to watch the Goonies. You know how I could have a million dollars in my pocket? How? As if people joined our Patreon. Oh, yeah. Hey, It'd everybody. It'd have to be a lot of people, though. Join our Patreon. Hey, you know what? Here's a heartwarming story. Our Patreon paid some of my cat's vet bill because yeah. he was very sick. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, we we earned this money. We can mm-hmm. use this to help mm-hmm. my poor little baby cat get better. And he is better. Good. So thanks, everyone, who contributes to the Patreon. Yeah, you guys did that. You guys helped. And now you can help us get a screen door <laughs> so yeah. that we are not attacked by bees. That would be great. 
actually. That would just be so helpful. That would be helpful. Oh my god. Okay, I have to go. I can't help the bee puns. Before I throw I just... this bee at Bucket's name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Single bee! <laughs> what a terrible attack. Especially that one. He's like dying. You just fall on the ground. That's true. Probably come right back at me. Yeah, well, in, in the, you know, in the meantime, if you want to listen to our other episodes, you can find them on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, iHeart Music, iHeart Radio, iHeart, iHeart Podcasts, Big Butts. <laughs> I don't fucking know. We're not yet subscribed to iHeart Big Butts. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. Tight. Uh, if you want to talk to us, we are on social media on Instagram at Replay Rewind Podcast, and you can send us an email at Replay Rewind Podcast at Gmail dot com. Yeah, I already mentioned the Patreon, patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast, or you can go over to our coffee page, which is ko-fi, search for replay rewind podcast, and we've got some episodes that you can download and listen to, but we've also got some physical things, some stickers and some magnets and stuff like that. It's pretty cool, and just, yeah, ways that you can support us financially so we can keep doing this for you, and also keep Bucket Steak's cat alive forever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and speaking of stickers, keep your little eyeballs peeled because we got a new sticker coming. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Yeah, me too. I'm going to have 12 of them. Yep. <laughs> Good. I ordered a, 90. I'm going to have a 12 pack of them. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, keep your eyes open for those. In the meantime, stay fresh cheese bags. And don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, rewind, and rebury that treasure. <laughs> For someone else, fine. They're fun. It's not you. But it's <laughs> <laughs>